0: Say a total you know what? A total a fucking total Hello, everyone, and welcome back to this uh, another episode of The Bottleman, uh, recorded uh, on one of the most memorable days, uh, in all of human history. Of course, the day we all remember when um, uh, Low Tax shuffled off this mortal coil. RIP
1: uh, to a real one. <laughs>
0: I'm, I'm remembering that and nothing else. Yeah. Uh, it, is, it is myself and Dan, and we are very, very pleased uh, to be joined uh, by the University of Toronto's very own, Jess Green, who's going to be talking to us all about COP26 and the political science of the environment. Jess, how's it going?
2: Pretty good, man. Thanks for having me.
0: It is a real pleasure uh, to have you on here. Um, and uh, there are a few things I want to get to right today. A few things. Um, but while I'd, just re- I'd forgotten about the reason for the season So, uh, for, of November 11th, I was then reminded of it. And I was reminded of it on none other than the blockchain. Um, because the best place to remember our fallen heroes you well, know uh, yeah it's because it's it's encoded on there forever <laughs> you know you're yes. never gonna you know, your remembrance of our fallen heroes uh whether in in the western front of uh, of uh, france or ukraine um all fighting the good fight immortalized in the uh eternal uh, red poppy um yeah lest now,
1: we forget i doubt it you know yeah, exactly. you there forever <laughs>
0: uh we are the dead uh remember us <laughs> no uh, so we they the the national poppy campaign has stated that we are thrilled to add such a special feature for this year it is a touching and innovative tribute to the fallen <laughs> this is very cool um yeah i i just i i i love to um flex my clout online uh by turning my my um uh, uh, twitter display picture into uh into the poppy that just has a list of names of people uh who were yeah, just like you know, ground into dust for like a, a squabble between inbred cousins. Uh fantastic. Yeah. I, not- um
1: That's that's not all that the Royal Canadian Legion did uh for Remembering Day. Um they also uh I'm just gonna read this because it's yes. it's too good. Uh this is a tweet from two days ago from the Legion the hashtag orders of sacrifice storefront on at Doordash opens on November tenth. Order recreations of Second World War rations to raise money for Canadian veterans. So I'm assuming those had like little vials of laudanum in them and like God, uh what, whatever speed pills that they uh you know, got the formulation from the Nazis
0: from. Yeah, um, no, oh, for sure. You got you get a, you you get like the actual weed pen that they smoked in Operation Market Garden.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, limited quantity, 100 kits to commemorate 100 years of the capital P poppy, sponsored mm-hmm. by Home Equity Bank and at DoorDash.
0: <laughs> Good <laughs> I lord! <love> it. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, look, Canada. Canada seems to have gone poppy crazy for War Christmas in a very different way. That yeah. I think Canada's celebration of Poppy Christmas is much more joyful. Britain's celebration is all about punishing dissent from Poppy Christmas right and sort of it's like it's the bigger poppy that you have and the more poppies you can put on stuff then the more that you have shown that you are willing to defend british society which is always about to be eroded away by muslims or, or like you know college students or whatever it's why british conservatism is so dour um, because and that's why i think the main british conservative hobby is like imagining ash sarkar being rude about like the poppy on good morning britain and then just like getting really getting mad, mad and about crying it. about it <laughs> um whereas like canadian poppy christmas seems to be a lot more about like fun and innovation and the blockchain and the gig economy and just like like i feel like it's there is going to be a very somber and honorable escape room that is opened at some point in Toronto. <laughs> like, I, yeah. like you, you uh, could go to the a Psalm
1: Escape Room, uh, <laughs> the Verdun yep. Experience uh, in Meta.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It it is it is to me one hundred percent very very much. Oh, the other thing though about about British War Christmas is that because everything here is much more confrontational than in Canada. Like our uh, the the Royal British Legion will like make products that are meant to make people mad, so that the people who think that you shouldn't be mad at the Royal British Legion get to feel a sense of righteous self pity, which is like the crown jewel of feelings that you can have in Britain. <laughs> That's the best one. And so they've got a grenade called Pull the Pin. Was a grenade, excuse me, a rum called Pull the Pin Rum. And it's shaped like a grenade, (laughs) so it's like you. I don't think that's good at all. You know, like that thing that um still you know mangles people to this day. What if it was like a fun drink? But then the point is that when someone says, "Hey, that's bad," you get to feel like they are talking down to you, um, and that they're that they're being condescending. Which, like, that's the grand prize. Everyone in Britain wakes up wanting to feel that way.
1: I love to sprinkle a little bit of uh, mustard gas, uh, all herbal seasoning on my uh, cold meat pie.
0: Yeah, that's 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 true. We've got uh, Vimto has released flavor Agent Orange. Um, (laughs) (laughs) No, but um, this is this is look, we're recording on on War Christmas. But by the time you're listening to this, War Christmas is long past. You probably have post War Christmas depression at this point. It's like, it's like, ah, another 12 months until I get to, you know, um, uh, sort of um, exercise this fascistic urge in myself. Yes. I want to talk a lot about uh, your your area of expertise, Jess, this uh, COP26, but unfortunately, I'm going to have to put that off by one more topic, because I'm being handed another bulletin. Uh-oh. Uh, 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 spoiler alert, this will lead us into the COP26 conversation. <laughs> uh, that, uh, Saskatchewan Premier Scott Moe has called for Saskatchewan to have special nationhood status within Confederation. We're getting a corner gas oblast. <laughs> uh D- Dog River is going to become an autonomous uh, a semi-autonomous region within Saskatchewan uh uh with Brent Butt uh, as the um, some uh, uh, Ramzan Kadirov of uh the <laughs> of the area. Uh, he's, uh Fred Fred Uenuk, of course has been deputized as the uh he, he is the like the, the Dagestani MMA fighters, but no so and, and also before we get into why Saskatchewan wants itself declared a nation within Confederation, akin to you know, Quebec um, mm-hmm. what Dan, do you think the NDP deputy leader in Saskatchewan, Nicole Saraur uh, had to criticize about this?
1: I think she was probably upset about uh the fact that this announcement landed on remembering day um, that is correct would, yes that is would, that is uh, <laughs> take attention away from from our the brave men who fought and died for the ss 14th division in uh <laughs> occupied galicia and then uh, they were you know okay to be fair they weren't canadians then but they became canadians <laughs> later when they were imported to our country
0: yeah. it's it's about remembering all of the sacrifices that happened then so that yeah. you can focus on people who have the opportunity to make the sacrifices now, and then have the greatest honor, which is being remembered today with an NFT, or like maybe a Mai Thai.: um, Exactly.: But no, the reason the reason, that, uh, 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 the reason that Saskatchewan has declared itself an independent country, and it, it's decided to declare itself an independent nation within Canada is that Scott Moe has said he's upset with the federal government's plan to cap oil and gas emissions as part of its commitment to reducing the country's CO2 output at COP26. Uh Now, Jess, what do you you make of uh, this bid for greater devolution uh, to the people of Dog River and uh, greater Dog River, as I call Saskatchewan?
2: (laughs) I mean, it sounds brilliant. Like, sure. Because... They're not gonna need any help from the federal government as climate change gets worse. I I I, I think they could just manage this by themselves. Yeah,
1: of course. Yeah. Absolutely. There's no there's no coast of Saskatchewan. What's there to worry about, you know? Exactly. And more yeah, importantly, so- there never will
0: be a coast of Saskatchewan.
2: Right. I mean, and they'll be able to keep selling fossil fuels indefinitely. So, I don't I don't see the problem. I yeah. think it's a good plan. Solid.
0: Yeah. Pe- peak oil is when everyone takes a little peek at the oil uh to check that it's still there <laughs> it and to remind themselves oh, how good. much they like it.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Check.
0: Yeah. yeah. Oil's still there. Good. Um yes. no, it seems that uh this is this is uh, the you might say silliest. I mean, I'd say I, I well I, this was the silliest until Jason Kenny um I th- i mean, I think it's it's gonna be moments until Jason Kenny like mints an NFT of like a series of NFTs of himself like smoking weed, doing the pussy eating gesture, wearing shutter shades, other cool things. Um, I don't know.
1: I heard uh, I heard Alberta had its swagger back. That's that's what I'm hearing.
0: <laughs> yes, there's reports
1: <laughs> coming in on the A P wire that
0: uh swagger levels have uh, been topped off again in Alberta. Well, you know, it, it's like a paradox game. If swagger levels in Alberta get high enough, the chances of them, of Wexit happening, grow exponentially. And uh, Trudeau is going to need to um, spend points swagger jacking Jason Kenney uh, if he wants to maintain confederation. True.
2: <laughs> or they could bank their extra swagger credits and sell them. You know, oh, con- s-
1: convertible um, swag credits. Yeah. Well, yeah. You can, Exactly. You can, get a
0: sw- you can get a swag offset. Is you know, that what ah. cap is that what cap and trade? No cap and trade. <laughs> There's the episode title. Um, no, uh, uh so I want to talk a little bit about this though, right? Cuz there is Canada's Canada's plans at COP26, uh which for those of you who don't know is the annual uh uh conference of the uh what it? conference of uh Parties? Conference of the Parties. Conference of the Parties, yes, to the uh, UN Climate Change Delegation. And they meet around the world in a kind of um, uh, uh, greenwashing Olympics, sort of, but with slightly fewer stadiums built. Um, but it is very Olympics-y. Uh,
2: yeah, well it's become really olympics It didn't always used to be this way, so the fact that it's cop 26 right this is the 26th year that this has happened and like you know for the first 15 20 years nobody knew what the fuck was going on right mm-hmm. it was just like 5000 people showed up and that was it yeah. maybe and now it's like you know are you going to the cop are you going to the cop
0: like everybody's doing it mm-hmm. it's, you know? You know, it's like it's, a rave but with bad coffee it's it's woke davos
2: yeah it's totally woke davos oh my god <laughs> that's terrible it yeah. is
0: true that's that's the thing right how you know an, a global event is politically significant is if a bunch of moronic shit happens at the fringes of it like if it suddenly matters like if people are coming in via like catamaran and airship or on horseback to like yes. make some kind of point <laughs> or if they if like if shell sponsors a drinks reception at your event um <laughs> you know
2: Oh, the the drinks reception that um, some of my friends told me about, who are at the cop, is the um, net, uh, the carbon neutral whiskey uh, that is being now produced. Um, don't they need
1: Pete to make that? Isn't yeah, that like that was a, my question isn't that too? Part of the like... process, like or what are we yeah. doing here?
2: Yeah, uh, I don't. I, I guess it's a shitload of offsets. I don't know because Pete's also pretty carbon intensive. Like it's yeah. really bad when that catches on fire. Uh-huh. But, you know, you got to have your whiskey, so...
1: Of course. What do you want just, me to do? Just zoom? pay
2: for some windmills.
1: That's a reason that the uh, that the UK a contingent of bog men moved away from a peat-based economy, you
0: know? like. <laughs> um, but I think you know that an event is politically significant when it becomes completely enraptured in the spectacle. Because, obviously, for, for a thing to be significant in the politics of spectacle... It has to divorce itself from any kind of materiality, except of course to massively disrupt the lives of anyone who happens to like hove into its path, mm-hmm. um, and then become just just another big drinks reception that people arrive at in a way that makes a point. It becomes opening now, closing although, ceremonies.
2: Props to the bin men. Uh, yeah. I know you'll appreciate this because they took this opportunity to go on strike yeah uh which was which was a good move <laughs> the one but, c- yeah okay. good <laughs> basically it's it's a lot of it's a lot of drinks receptions and a lot of self congratulations and um it's as the that used to be semi plausible as there were some things that got decided and that the climate crisis was not so fucking terrifying mm-hmm. but uh th- as the climate crisis has become more fucking terrifying, it gets, yeah, less and less credible. Yeah,
0: and it gets more and more spectacular. Yeah. right. It's, yeah. It, you, there, there are, there's there's going to be like a Venetian masquerade ball by the time <laughs> that like Florida is totally underwater.
2: <laughs> well, part of that is, um, and I, is the sort of neoliberal, neoliberalization of, um, of the Paris agreement Mm -hmm, because, uh, in 2015, when they, when they wrote the Paris agreement, when countries wrote the Paris agreement, all the countries said, Hey, we're going to do all this stuff to reduce our carbon emissions. And each country gets to choose how it's going to do that. It's the choose your own adventure approach to saving the climate. Um, and also because we need private finance and innovation and synergies and blah blah, blah. Mm-hmm. we're also going to include civil society and you know sub you know cities and firms and all of these Parts, uh, you know, these non-state actors are going to become an increasingly important part of the of the process, and so, oh, sorry, the process. Mm-hmm. I'm not Canadian, mm-hmm. uh, and so they all come to the circus too now because ostensibly they're part of the solution.
1: Well, they're going to help us imagineer our way out of um, bo- the seas boiling, basically. Mm-hmm.
2: Yes, yes, there you go. Because, you know, if we all use metal straws, uh, you can drink the boiling seawater more easily. That yeah. it won't catch, you know, your paper straw won't catch on fire. Then,
0: so that's- if you buy a little, a really small metal straw, then you can use that for drinking like a tiny drink and you should just keep it on you for, you know, just in case.
2: Yeah,
1: right. you should only ever use it for tiny drinks and never yeah. anything else. Look, you had to. what get would a, you it, use look, it for? I
0: mean. If you go to cop, you need to bring your t- your short metal straw. And then your tiny little fork, because we all have to eat less meat, or a tiny little spoon, that's right? right? Mm-hmm. You got your tiny spoon, your tiny or straw. Little soups. Little yeah. soups. Little soups, and then, like a little, and then like a little credit card that's just, again, metal. And um, you show that, that you're against consumerism. And then yes. you just go to the bathroom a lot, and then come out and tell people how much you respect them. And that's cop.
2: Because you know, consumer choices are going to save the planet.
0: Clearly, (laughs) but I think the reason that, like, the the, one of the reasons I think that that a lot of these things tend to involve that tend to involve the same sort of large organizations that have profited for quite a long time off of causing all the problems is that it's the same reason it gets more spectacular the worse the problem gets. It's that this is how you know you're being credible is if Deutsche Bank and BP show up at your thing, and so. Anything that didn't include them would, but not by definition, not be credible. Because we seem to have this, there is this kind of, I think there's there a, a, a mindset that afflicts the politics of the present, which is that all things that exist prima facie should exist, and we have to carry on as though they should exist. You never have to ask yourself, well, wait a minute, like nobody uses Facebook, and it mostly just seems to be used for like I don't know, basically parent paranoid anti-vax shit um yeah. how come the question that's being asked by the economist is should it be saved and how it's like, like why why must it be well, saved same thing with like the the oil company and stuff it's like what role should they have in decarbonization and that's the question cop asks when the answer is uh, none i don't know other than like yeah. folding themselves well it's just indicative
1: of like uh how little power most states have over these uh that's you right. know massive companies it's like it's like no, obviously the answer is to nationalize them and force them to uh, do something, anything to uh, to uh, reduce the speed of the train that is headed towards the big brick wall that says like extinction. But, you know, yeah, but it's not yeah. going to happen.
2: Yeah. I mean, I think it's the, yeah, the veneer of legitimacy of like, oh yeah, we have to have Deutsche Bank and whomever is because. We think that they, you know, the neoliberal brain is that they are the source of the solutions, Mm -hmm. right? And that, and not that there is like a, you know, they are just existentially in conflict. Right. We, yeah. you know
1: <laughs> if you want here's the thing like let's say you got a killer on your on the loose in your neighborhood there's been, there's been a lot of murders uh the best thing you could do is go to the prison and find like prowlers and murderers and get them to come out and form a kind of a neighborhood watch oh you because, want a dexter uh, yeah you want a dexter <laughs> we're gonna dexter the oil crisis
0: well, sometimes
1: it's- sometimes uh you need a villain uh
0: to 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 be the hero well if if all politics is base if all sort of like politics as it is democratically exercised is basically like a spectacle and a sort of a media performance then i think it makes sense that you that all of that sort of centers on sort of fetishizing the only sources of any major material action in in the world which are these organizations and so how could you have something that doesn't include the things that act nothing else acts
2: Right. They are the, you know, engines of growth mm-hmm. and we can't, you know, we can't jeopardize that. Right. And so, yeah. So there's this just kind of circle jerk of like, oh yeah, we're all fixing the problem together. And mm-hmm. it's like, well, actually your interests are antithetical to fixing the problem.
0: Mm.
2: Well. And we are not, we're just pretending like that's not the case. Yeah.
0: Fine. And, Perfect.
2: And so, yeah. So like, I mean, this is, this is exactly what's going on with carbon pricing, right? Mm. Like, so now a quarter of the world's emissions are under a carbon price. Mm-hmm. Uh, emissions are not going down.
0: Mm-hmm. Most
2: carbon is priced under 10 bucks a ton. Yeah. And everyone's like, well, this isn't working because the prices aren't high enough. It's like, well, why aren't the prices Who's high enough? Who's setting the price?
1: Mm-hmm. Where,
2: where does that come from? Yeah. you know, And so, yeah, it's the same, you know, this refusal to acknowledge, yeah, the profound like conflict of material interests
1: here i mean we, we saw that um in our election coverage on 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 Bottleman. like riley and i went through the uh platforms of all the major parties some of the lesser parties and one thing that was pretty consistent was uh you know this idea that you would go to the industry to police itself right mm. you would you would give the industry agency as if they don't already have uh, like almost mm-hmm. unlimited lethal agency, uh, and give them agency to you know do the right thing. Well, that's so, the only way that it's going to get done. So,
0: so I think like we, we often talk on Bottleman about Canada being sort of three mining and or oil companies in a trench coat.
2: In a trench coat, yeah, so I love that.
0: What does what 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 is let's say uh, Trudeau as the uh, the face of the mining companies in the trench coat? What does he believe that sort of climate action looks like? What does climate action look like in COP under the Liberals?
2: Well, I don't think he believes anything, right? Like, I mean, the and it's not just the Liberal Party. Like, nobody has made any credible policies on climate change in Canada,
0: Mm -hmm.
2: right? So, I mean, I think he believes what what he said. He went to the COP and he said, we should all have a carbon price. And you should have a carbon price. And you should have a carbon price. And you, and you get a car, right? It's yeah. just like, um, f- well, first of all, developing countries are like, well, fuck you. No. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and also it's pretty rich for, you know, Canada to do that when it doesn't have its own house in order and it's buying pipelines.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like,
2: how is the magic of the market supposed to work at, while you are simultaneously subsidizing the fossil fuel industry? You are sending opposite pricing signals and expecting a fucking miracle.
1: It's um, it's because you're doing you're doing like uh, you're doing magic. You're basically because you believe in the right thing, and you know that what you believe in is right, and then you vocalize that. You are. Uh, it's called manifesting.
2: <laughs> it is totally like next level manifesting. I'm going to manifest 2 billion trees mm-hmm. and everything is going to be fine.
0: Yeah, they, they, For example, those trees will never burn down in a forest no. fire. That happens Ever. in an increasingly because war- so me- and, and, all- and
1: all of the replanting that is done and say, oh, I don't know, I'll just pick somewhere. Central British Columbia by um, forestry companies because they have to do it. it. It won't be done in a way that will cause uh, wildfires in the future. Absolutely yep. not.
0: You know, 100%. I mean, the, all of this comes together as a kind of... In terms, if you want to think about this in the terms of the four stages of grief, this is bargaining. <laughs> That's what they, this it really oh, well, is. Maybe, maybe if we plant some trees, will that like nothing will unburn the fossil fuel? You have to not burn it. That's yeah. the only. There is no way to square that circle at all, except leaving it in the fucking ground. That's it. Yep. Yep. Um,
2: yeah. And yeah, the uh, the I mean, offsetting is just it is bargaining. It's totally bargaining. Mm-hmm.
0: It's, it's there is there is you cannot price it. you can't offset unless the price is it's illegal <laughs> and you will go to jail if you do it. there is yes. no price yeah. you can put on carbon
2: i mean there there could be a price at like you know two hundred dollars a ton when you are also investing billions of dollars in electrification and mass transit and you know retrofitting buildings and doing all these other things, right. But the fact of the matter is politics shows it never happens that way, Mm. right? It never happens that way. Mm. The low prices and the ineffectual, like, you know, the very limited effectiveness of carbon pricing is a feature, not a bug of the policy. It's meant to look like we're doing something when we're not.
0: Yeah. Uh, And and so Trudeau says, basically, I want to extend this piece of uh, feel-good ineffectual wonkery to the entire world. Everybody gets an inflatable lanyard that they can cling on to in the rising ocean. <laughs> effectively.
1: You can be, uh, for a small price, you know, you can be an interned in a lanyard that, um, just puts you to sleep very, very quietly. You know, you'll go out easy.
0: So the, the, the actual plans coming out of cop mostly are, uh, we plan to make a better plan. um, And also, uh, we think there should be more carbon pricing, this thing we've been doing for quite a while now that doesn't work. And then there was a big full-court press offensive against coal because polluting countries that Western countries don't like use coal, whereas we use different hydrocarbons, which burn different and better. They also
2: use coal to make shit to sell to us, which we buy.
0: Yes, Yes. of course. Right. Um, So there's that too. Yeah. But there's it's it seems like as 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 I was reviewing this there's yeah it's universal carbon price so fuck you developing world, um we hate coal which is our carbon is good your carbon is bad it's just ethical oil again by the way yes. it's the same thing, um it's, it's if the, if you strip back all of that right all, uh, from from that book ethical oil in 2010. All the way to like uh, the the roughneck now to the same oil companies saying, well, we need to maintain profitability so we can do research and development on non-oil because no one else could possibly do that. To now saying, well, oil is cleaner than coal. And so we're going to go with lower emissions. All of it is just playing for time to keep taking the oil out of the ground and burning it.
2: And gas is cleaner than coal, right? I mean, BC is doubling down on... Natural gas, right? Because yeah, that's cleaner than coal. And that's a great idea. Like, we should definitely make multi decadal investments in fossil fuels. Mm-hmm. Good idea. I mean, for it's just, a,
0: I mean, beyond the sort of like ethical questions involved in like the, if not extinction of the species, let's say massive transformation for the worse of, of more or less everyone on Earth's life, just a bad investment making a multi decade investment in fossil fuels.
2: Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> You're not going to make Absolutely. that. Absolutely.
0: Volatile and uh yeah. limited. Yeah, you know, if you're you to make yeah. a, a multi you know what a good hedge is for a multi-decade investment in fossil fuels? An investment in like a good bow and arrow and a horse. Yes. That's a hedge. That's your hedge.
1: Yeah. Uh <laughs> teaching people how to dig wells again. There you yeah. go.
0: That's right. Uh so anyway, this is this this is this is always how I know it's going well. I've totally forgotten my notes. Um <laughs> <laughs> So basically, he says, "Okay, we're going to commit on a cap on emissions from the country's oil and gas sector." Now, to me, that seems like a kind of weasel word, right? A cap on emissions from the sector, but does yeah. that right. Does that mean? Yeah, I mean,
2: it, it, it's not, of course, like everything. A lot of things that are being said at COP, like it's not clear what they mean. Mm-hmm. Like, if you had a real, I mean, oil and gas is twenty-five percent of emissions in Canada. Right. Mm-hmm. So if you had a real cap on that, that's a big chunk of uh, emissions. But it depends on what the cap is. Right. Yeah. I mean, right now we're projected to be with those current policies we have, we're supposed to be seven percent below 2005 emissions by 2030, mm-hmm. which is a fucking joke. Yeah. Right. That's middle straws for everyone. Like we're screwed. Yeah. Right. So yeah. so whatever the cap I mean, the cap Maybe, but the cap has to be a real cap. It has to be about how are we going to phase out the extraction? Like you said, you've got to keep it in the ground. Like yeah. we have, How are we going to phase out the extraction of fossil fuels in Canada and make this country an economy that is not oil companies in a trench coat, right? Whoa. And there's no real plan for that.
1: Oh, like Riley said, that would involve building like infrastructure and stuff. Yep.
2: Can't
0: do that. Is that you, because that requires uh, in, organizations and institutions that don't act to act. And they can't act. And we don't want them to act. The other thing is, when he says a cap on emissions from the country's oil and gas sector, all I see is that a bunch of incredibly pissed off oil, uh, oil workers in Alberta have to drive a Tesla cyber truck. Yeah. <laughs> right. That's all that I see. We're, we're, we're greening the uh, Chevron fleet. You know, Suncor yeah. is right. going green. like... Um, yeah, it's
2: I can't like wait Elizabeth to see the, proposal to uh, green the military. Right. Yes. It's like, yeah.
1: yeah, I can't wait to see the cyber truck driving down, down, you know, like the main street, downtown Calgary with the conservative flag on the back.
0: I, I'm, I'm very huh. excited for uh, one of the, the first of, I think uh, probably uh, many accidents or incidents in Alberta where uh, someone uh, tries to roll coal on a cyclist, but their cyber truck just explodes. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> uh, oh, fuck! I forgot I was in a cyber truck. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, so look, he's he wants net zero by 2050. Which again, if you net zero by 2050, that plan is uh, dig wells, bow and arrow, horse. Yes, <laughs> that's that plan. Um, yep, and you know, I mean, he's well.
2: Actually, you know what it is? It's plant trees, uh, do offsets until. 2045. And then,
0: yeah. bow and arrow. You
2: know, bow yeah. and
0: arrow, horse and wells. Yeah.
2: So we have a few years before we have to do that.
0: Okay. Well, spend that time getting good at the bow. Uh, so also, he has co- noted that Canada has committed, oh my God, $5.3 billion to help low and middle income nations with their emissions reduction and mitigation efforts, with a billion of funding that will be dedicated to helping countries transition away from coal.
1: Huh, that's the same amount of money that we've uh, the billion is the same amount of money that we've dumped into Ukraine since uh, 2015.
0: Yeah, right. training
1: Azov battalion,
0: yeah, yes, training them to good. not use coal. Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
2: yeah. I mean, again, like this is uh, the Climate Action Tracker, which does an evaluation of all the countries' um, pledges, says on finance. Uh, that we are highly insufficient, mm-hmm. right? We spent in 2020, $18 billion in s- fossil fuel subsidies in Canada. Mm. So a billion is like, you know. Well, yeah. I don't it's, know. It's if a nice gesture.
1: If we don't subsidize them, then they won't, you know, when we give them uh, the, the lever, when they when we put their hands on the levers of power, uh, they won't make the right decisions you know they won't uh regulate themselves we have to subsidize them we have to keep them happy right. so they do the right thing
2: right we need to build out their their capacity it's true yeah and so they can they can you know they so can have all of the foxes running the hen house he's
0: promised to stop the fossil fuel projects abroad by um excuse me he's promised to to pare down subsidies by 2023 and stop financing fossil fuel uh, subsidies projects abroad by the end of 2022, right? But again, like, how come all of the oil is still coming out of the ground? Like, all do as
2: I say, not as I do. Yeah. yeah.
0: Well, very this, simple. This is why we need boots on the ground in Nicaragua because we can't trust the Sandinistas <laughs> to take the gold out of the ground ethically. You know. Well, you know, uh, it was the, one of the last companies that was kicked out of Nicaragua was, of course, uh, a, a Canadian mining company. Of course. Yeah, uh, so I wonder why we've um, got concerns about the most recent election results. Uh, Anyway,
1: probably just the love of democracy in general.
0: Yeah, just just uh, just voting, crazy about voting. We love voting. Because I love how effective voting is, because I voted to not do the bow and arrow thing in about sort of 35 years or so. And now I assume that's what's going to happen. So any day the electric train will come to my town. (laughs) I voted. (laughs) <laughs> um yeah so look he's we we talk about like the extension of things that don't work to places that don't need the extra pricing um and and but but trudeau says that carbon pricing is one of the most effective and cheapest ways to get there and i think one of the reasons it's so cheap is that it allows you to not do anything for example
2: yeah it's not and it's not effective i mean like i've crunched the numbers and you know, if you look at all of the actual econometric studies of the effectiveness of carbon pricing, we're talking between zero and 2% reductions a year,
0: mm-hmm. right? And so and it, it's not working. And, and and this is also like kind of a binary thing, right? It's not, like, it's not like maybe you won't be in a bow and arrow. You'll just be like, you won't be a hunter-gatherer. Maybe you'll be like a medieval villager or whatever. Like it's not that it either is enough or it's not, <laughs> basically.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's just like it, th- there is no plan, and so it's all just you know smoke and mirrors and magic, you know, next level manifesting. And now you know the way, and the way that they're doing that is through financialization of carbon. Mm-hmm. So, and it's it's a shit show.
0: So Who benefits from the financialization of carbon? I, I've got some guesses, but uh, I want you to tell me.
2: So that's actually it's kind of a tough question it's not a tough question but there's not a lot of data out there because there's so little transparency around these markets um but basically everybody benefit everybody who's involved in a project in an offset project for example mm-hmm. benefits from inflating the numbers and making sure that the project looks like it's achieved uh emissions and perhaps more emissions than it claims so that co- starts with you know the investor the pro- the bro- you know, the middleman, the broker, the project developer, mm-hmm. the project implementer, and then of course the um, quality assurance firms that you know certify the the you know veracity of the project. Mm-hmm. So, so all the way down the line, they all win from making these projects go.
1: So what we're doing is we're basically applying uh, the Gorbachev era model of Gosplan to uh the security of the planet which we all know uh Goss plan worked out great the Soviet yep. Union still going strong uh
0: yeah i mean that's that's the thing right if there was if people talking about oh the Soviet Union burns just sort of burned so much oil it's like yeah but if the Soviet Union recognized that burning a lot of oil was a threat to the planet they they had the political ability to stop doing that which we yes, don't They could move to. the ship yeah, <laughs> they could, they're, they're, they're cont- the controls of politics were at least for a while actually connected to the steer, to the rudder. Um,
2: Right. And I mean, arguably some of them still maybe are, but as you said, there's no willingness to govern. Yeah. Right, so even to the extent that you know countries could do this, which is difficult because these companies are so powerful, they just don't anymore. Like that's not a thing that we do. We well, don't govern,
0: or or if they do, it needs to be in such a marginal way that it's invisible. So, for example, mm-hmm. uh, Trudeau said that carbon pricing is an extremely powerful tool that incentivizes business and consumers to make smarter choices. Which I'm sure when in you're in, in in like the perfect frictionless world of neoliberal economic modeling. I'm sure it does. Um, but in the actual world, of course it doesn't. And um the current price means that uh it adds 8.8 cents to a liter of gasoline, about three bucks and a fifty every time like that car is filled with gasoline. But then you include rebate checks with a tax return to make it revenue neutral, so it doesn't cost more. Like it's a sort of a temporary inconvenience. Like I'm, f- like, it, it, and a lot of people yeah. are like, "What? Why are you doing this? Like, if I'm going to yeah. get the money back later, how do? I, why? Why?
2: Let's just call it even." Also, right? like, yes. it,
0: it, it more expensive. It, it's also more expensive. Gas doesn't tend to make people drive less. It just tends to make people have less money. What makes people drive more is more road capacity and less public transport. For example, yes, that makes people drive more. When you build a road, sure it does. gets filled up. Like, and there's no more depressing sight to me than looking at the fucking four hundred one. Uh, Like an aerial shot of the 401, again, from over here in Britain. (laughs) And just being like, oh, this is a gigantic parking lot. And every time they widen it more, it's going to become a bigger parking lot until it's like that 40 lane highway in Houston. That's just because that's just what happens.
2: Yeah. I mean, and the other thing about Canada and people say, well, it's, you know, it's a big country and, you know, there's like lots of remote communities in the north. It's like we have one of the highest per capita emissions in the world. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. And yeah, it's true. Some of that's because it's fucking cold or like you can only use diesel in, in you know, in the northern territories. But like yeah, but that, we could fix that problem. Like
1: 90% of the population lives within striking distance of the American border. So come on. Correct. But,
0: yeah. 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 Because yeah. That's, that's the thing. When we, when you all, it's always like whenever you talk about this, you have to be like, ah, but what about the, the planes serving communities in Nunavut? It's like. What about the fucking uh, Range Rover that someone's driving around in goddamn Oakville? What about that? Why can't we talk about that? Why do we have to talk about like the one exceptional period, place where it works, as opposed to the other place where it doesn't? Or even then, you know, the the simple fact that like, you know, the moment that the federal government says we're going to do some spectacle stuff, right? We're going to we are going to do some things that are um, poorly defined, uh, certainly not immediate and broadly insufficient that um a massive political firestorm is kicked up anyway with saskatchewan now saying it wants to like become (laughs) become sort of (laughs) yeah the 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 the, brent butt oblast yeah Yeah. (laughs) Saskat,
2: yeah um i mean this is the other thing about carbon pricing is like not only does it not work it makes people really fucking angry and so, if you want, like, if you're gonna do the politics of austerity, which I don't think is a good idea, but if that's what you're gonna do, then you might as well get some serious emissions reductions for your for your pains, right? And yeah. that's not what this does.
0: Yeah. Well, no. So, it- well, it's also because, like, the the main when a sort of liberal party does the politics of austerity, they do it because they just love getting getting torn to shreds. I honestly think they just they just love to be hated. So at cop, we mostly talk about carbon as something that happens in coal, natural gas oil and uh and so on right and coal coal bad, oil pretty bad, natural gas best we can do mm-hmm. um yeah, exactly, and uh we're going to plant trees elsewhere in the world for every time we do it know what it's a it's a liberal indulgence it's like uh That's That's what the Pope called it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But carbon isn't just the oil industry. It's sort of replete through many, many sectors of the economy. I mean, we sort of talked about it um, uh, in terms of uh, like, you know, um, in whiskey, but like uh, everything from mining to, um, in fact, a, a lot of economic activity in Northern Ontario specifically disturbs a great deal of carbon trapped in the soil. Much, much more, for example, than is actually trapped in trees. Right. So, yeah.
2: Yeah, and like soil carbon is a real problem because it's very um yeah, it's easily disturbed and then also it, it it is viewed as sort of like a quick buck for offsets. It's just like, oh, we'll just leave the soil alone. It's like, well, maybe we were going to do that anyway. Why should you get paid for that? Right? Yeah. Like so. Yeah,
0: exactly.
2: So, so there's that.
0: It's sort of the opposite of American farm subsidies where you get paid a lot of money to not grow alfalfa. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Okay.
2: Yeah, but I mean it's 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 true. And like, you know, we we talk mostly about CO two because of fossil fuels, but like there's other really, really powerful greenhouse gases like methane or the F gases, like the fluorinated gases, um, CFCs, HFCs, um, and they're not as prevalent, right? And they're not the basis of our economy, but they're much more powerful at, at warming uh, you know, warming the climate.
0: Well, so I I've got some stuff here on on peat carbon, right? Which is Specific for Canada because Canada's peatlands account like Canada's peatlands in northern Ontario are enormous and um, account for much on orders of magnitude more carbon storage than any amount of Canadian trees. Um, But like an enormous amount of there is a a movement to just basically uh, up in where all that Canadian peatland is. There are also a lot of rare earth deposits hmm so yeah. it has been said hey what if we hear me out we're gonna go cars you know internal combustion engine big problem puts a lot of cap- c- greenhouse gases into the atmosphere but the thing is i like driving a car um i like to be the captain of the ship and i like to listen uh to my uh, billy joel records I- i'm listening to my and tom connor's records here in my car I you're
1: driving. It. You're driving at a at a totally moderate speed, listening to all your favorite Arkells B sides in the order that you put them in.
0: You know, mm. I am. I am. I am dusting off my old copy of, with apologies to Queen Mary, and I am popping it in the uh, uh, CD changer of my car uh, to riff over the tracks like I'm doing an episode of my podcast. That's right. <laughs> no, uh, so, uh, but we all like our cars, and so. Uh, Uh, Ontario Premier Doug Ford has said, hey, you know what we should do? All that area where all that peat is that contains a fuck ton of carbon, like a truly enormous, astonishing amount of carbon, we should disturb the shit out of all of it and mine it so that we can mine rare earth minerals so that we can make electric cars.
2: Yeah, I believe that is the IPCC unit of measurement. It's the fuck ton of carbon. Yeah. Right?
0: yeah,
2: yeah. I mean, you know, there's a huge debate now over yeah lithium mining and 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 I think it's like it, it's a repeat of discussions that have happened over the last few decades about you know nuclear power and dams and it's like yeah we're gonna need those things mm-hmm. right and the reality is that all extraction relies on the exploitation of labor, Mm -hmm. right? So there are ways to do those things uh, in ways that are less harmful to people and to the environment. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're going to need them. I mean, that's true, but we need to think about how we do it and where we do it Mm -hmm. and what we can do instead. Like, does everyone need to drive a Tesla? So maybe they can, you know, have their their um, custom CD changer in there, or should we maybe I don't know, have more buses and you know That's invest crazy. in public transportation? Yeah. Right? Like I don't understand why public transportation isn't free.
0: Mm. Yes, you know Very if you crazy. really
2: cared about cutting greenhouse gas emissions, that would make a lot of voters happy.
0: Yeah, yes. but right? if 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 um, if transport was free, then people who lived in Richmond Hill would be subsidizing the TTC. Yeah. Right, the maybe have to get, get on the train
1: with some of the with the uh, with some of the lobbies, you know. Yeah, the riffraff. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, I I just want to say as a aside, if there are any um, uh, any people in the United States right now listening to this podcast who are members of uh, the intelligence agencies, there, <laughs> um, we Canada does not. Have this is all a big joke. We don't have rare earth minerals mm-hmm. in northern Ontario. <laughs> uh, you do not need to send the NED in to create a separatist movement. Um, we're just joking around here. This is a uh, parody. Dan,
0: you're saying they don't need to send NED in to make a separatist movement when Saskatchewan has already said they're interested in becoming a nation within Canada.
1: Damn it, CIA. <laughs>
0: I think, I, I think maybe. I- <laughs> maybe brett I'm just thinking was like of a, a
1: wave a fucking wave of propaganda for 6 months just endless articles about how the the poor people of Saskatchewan and their distinct culture are being oppressed by the uh cruel hand of the Trudeau regime
0: <laughs> yeah um in, in, in with in, in an in an election where he scored a frankly unbelievable uh minority government it is clear that uh, Trudeau is clinging to power <laughs>
1: We need yeah. the OAC and your stat.
0: Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, uh, but it's uh, the way I see it. Right, is that we love to talk about this idea of net zero, which again is kind of a fake idea as well, right?
2: Yeah, I mean, it, so net zero started. I've, I've actually started doing some research about this. is really interesting. Net zero started as a concept that, like, environmental engineers used to model the energy inputs and outputs of buildings. So you could say that a building is net zero, right? Because you can measure how much energy goes in, um, how much it consumes, what energy is used to build that building. Mm -hmm. And you have a defined set of boundaries, right? So that is actually a legit concept. Yeah. But then over time, it kind of grew and it was like, okay, well, um, you know, this product can be net zero or this company could be net zero, right? And then you're talking about the supply chain, trying to figure out what the embodied carbon is, you know, from like the point of extraction to the point of consumption, right? Which is Mm -hmm. a nightmare. I mean, again, I'm not an engineer, but like, it's really difficult. And then we're like, well, we can do that for countries too, Mm -hmm. right? And so it's kind of like the further you go up the ladder of abstraction, the more malleable this term becomes. And now, yeah, I mean that, I think the, one of the best things that's come out of the cop so far is people saying like net zero is bullshit. Yeah. yeah.
1: Like, like at a cont- at a nation level, you're dealing with magnitudes of complexity that are just too extreme.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you look at like, it's, there's a, I mean, there's been a couple of pace, pieces in the Washington post about this recently what people, what countries report are their emissions, right? So they, if they want to be net zero, is different from what the actual atmospheric measurements of their emissions are. So, of course, you have to assume that they're telling the truth, which we don't really have a whole lot of evidence to suggest is always yeah. the case.
0: It's, it's so great that we put, that we have the same paradigm that allowed Enron to happen, uh, which that's is right. That's exactly it. Yeah.
2: It's, yeah. Yeah it's It's Arthur Anderson. that's exactly
0: what this is. We've put several we've put many of the same or similar people in charge of it because it's the only tool that we really have, which yeah, is yeah. the thing that that the, a, a set of rules that is easily broken to make an Enron by someone who wants to get rich.
2: Well, as they say in this biz, you know and many others, I think Al Gore said it at the cop, you can't manage what you don't measure. Right. And it's right. like, well and so now, actually you can measure it and then choose not to manage it. Or, <laughs> or you can fake measure it.
0: Or you could don't measure it and just say, uh it is now a criminal offense to be in charge of my oil right. company. I, I that's wishful <laughs> thinking, but you know.
2: Yeah. Or you could just do something else, don't right? Need, Which doesn't involve measuring.
0: Absolutely don't need to measure that. You could yeah. just do it. You no yeah. measurement required. Here, here, you know what? I solved the problem. Imprison every oil executive. Done. <laughs> yeah. No measuring. Yeah, this goes. is easy.
2: And and this is where we get into like the role of the PMC, right? Because there is a lot, there's a huge industry of both for-profit and not for profit companies that like this is their bread and butter. Is like, how do we manage it? How do we measure it? Who measures it? Yeah. What about measuring it this way? Who gets to verify it? Like, how do we sell it? You know, all of those things.
0: Uh, well, I think the rock band uh, in Dan's studio certainly agrees with you. Cause... Oh, yeah. <laughs> are you guys hearing that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I like yeah. It. it. It provides a sort of back, uh, backdrop. Um, but also, right, like, it, it, but we have this net zero thing that's kind of a vague accounting concept, a thing where we took one thing that worked, which is offsetting like a project, and now we're sort of offsetting everything. But if you're offsetting everything, everything stays in the system. It's not Mm -hmm. like we're launching the carbon to space Mm -hmm. at this point.
2: Right. I mean, so another way to put that point is like, you know, at some point there shouldn't be anything left to offset, right? Like some offsets shouldn't be allowable, like, you know, because an offset basically says how much carbon would have been emitted into the atmosphere if you hadn't done this project. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and as our theoretically our emissions go down, that amount should get smaller, right? Cause the amount that's like just left floating around in the world to abate should be smaller because there's just less emissions, but yeah. none of that is getting, which is a really like complicated idea, but none of that is actually getting discussed in any of mm-hmm. this, like, you know, well, counting, crazy Jess,
0: Jess. You can't write that on a dress. Sorry. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> too, too many
1: words, too yeah. big, and too then too the, the font no. is going to be too small, and it's not going to show up well on Instagram yeah. or. It's,
0: it's going to be it's going to be a leftoid meme. I'm sorry. Yeah, I think I think for me, one
1: of the most like telling and heartbreaking moments of of COP 26 was uh, heartbreaking in the way of like, oh, I'm you know I'm probably going to die of some climate change related. <laughs> Jesus you know what i mean uh was abby martin asking uh nancy pelosi about uh the u.s military's emissions with the u.s military uh emitting more carbon uh being responsible for more emissions than 128 other countries put together and pelosi fumbling just kind of pilled out fumbling her way through the response which basically landed on this which was that well we things are going to get so bad that we're going to need to fund the military. <laughs> yeah. Like I mean, like we're going to need a stronger military because of because of climate shit, which is something that I've heard kind of vaguely echoed in in more sort of liberal conversations about like the militarization of the Arctic for instance, yeah, which is something yeah. uh that I feel like everybody is starting to talk about. We need to defend Canada's Arctic because of mm-hmm. climate change. Yeah. But like it was yeah, just very sad very sad to see
2: first of all but geez what a what a fucking boss like that was an amazing incredible question yeah. and and yeah i mean but it, again goes back to the point of like well we're not going to govern now i mean when it's really a crisis then like we'll need the military but yeah. you know until then it's like it's okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, that, <laughs> and
1: it's the, not the military. Isn't going to be like it's not like we're going to need the military because they're going to be delivering fresh water and right. uh, flying hawk helicopters over the uh, fire that's been burning for half a year by your yeah. house. Right. You know, yeah. it's like we need the military to keep you to basically keep you from rioting for food.
0: Like, yeah. Yeah, well, that's the sometimes. that's the other <laughs> that's the other source locus of action that we can conceive of. It's it's big business, and then when uh, things get out of hand, the military—the two things. Yes. It's 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 the troops. It's the tr- it's it, you know what it is. It's the geniuses in charge of the stuff, and it's the troops. Our boys, and that's mm-hmm. it. That those those are the yeah. only things. Everything else I is just how spectacle. How you brought that
2: back around to Remembrance Day? That's that was that was good. Yeah, that's like, the that was the
0: podcasting really good. magic, baby. Um,
2: yeah. <laughs> but, I feel like I,
1: they should drop drop a couple of Michaels into this big problem stew and see what
0: happens. We should just keep. We need to do some Michael offsetting. I think because we don't have enough Michaels on this show. (laughs) That's true. You know, (laughs) Michael offset for every episode we do without a Michael, we should have to like tweet something like "I like Michael" or uh, "Where are the Michaels?" or they should get the Michaels to host S and L. Yes. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I would love it if the Michaels hosted S and (laughs) L.
2: Well, that would be you know. Americans would be like, "What the fuck is going on here?" Like, fucking who are these fucking Michaels. These
0: yeah, I guess. I mean, is. I'm American, so yeah.
2: like, I I watched the fascination with the Michaels with yeah utter
0: disbelief. <laughs> Number one, Michael you guys fantasy. have a
1: lot of famous Michaels down in America. You're over it. We we only have two of them.
2: Right, that's right. That's yeah. Only only. I mean, it's only thirty million people. How many how many Michaels can you expect?
0: Two, two. <laughs> that's how many. Only two. Only two. They took a hundred percent of our Michaels. Uh, sorry. I I know that's old news. I'm just so happy they're back. Um, I'm going to talk just because Dan, Dan, I think has to go back to, uh, his bop, bopping his head to, to the music making yeah. such, you have to go back. You have to, you have to go do a cover of uh row, row, row your boat.
1: <laughs> I do. You know? I do. Uh, I'm contractually obligated to do uh row, row, row your boat, uh, the wheels on the bus and pop goes the weasel because, um, <laughs> But
0: that's, before, that's what
1: the people want. You know. Before
0: I let Dan go back to record uh, the bait, this the absolutely stinky baseline on his version of Happy Birthday. Um, I wanted to read out what the Canadian Association of Petroleum Producers has as their approach for a quote inclusive approach to climate planning. Yes, they want to work collaboratively with the governments to meet emissions reduction goals. Target with the ambitions of the. Excuse me. Let me start that again. They commit to continue working collaboratively with governments to reduce. Uh, greenhouse gas emissions consistent with the ambitions of the Paris Agreement, and that responsibly produced natural gas and oil can help countries, especially developing countries, make progress towards nationally determined contributions. That energy infrastructure will play an, inter- an integral role in achieving lower emissions, but it requires support from policymakers and international financial institutions. And that finally, technology and innovation is crucial to reducing emissions in the oil and natural gas industry and can enable the accelerated deployment of promising emerging energy technologies. And, like, I don't know, okay, look, Trudeau said he will stop subsidizing things, right? If that is true, that is very good. The cap emissions mm-hmm. that's if that's true, that's very good. But how much of what they want is incompatible with what Trudeau's saying, even if he does those things?
2: I mean, this is just all word salad. The only thing that this says, besides in a you know like corporate blah 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 speak, is like where, when are we going to get the subsidies for carbon capture and storage? yeah.
1: Like, yep. Yeah,
0: yeah, uh, and pay it.
2: us to clean up this mess. Yeah, of
0: yeah. course. Uh, we need to make an app. Uh, please <laughs> give us the money. But I, 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 the one thing I like though is lower emissions, oil and gas. It, 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 you can watch that idea. I, I, I challenge you now, uh, dear listener. Watch this idea of lower emission oil and gas worm its way into our political consensus mm-hmm. and appear as if by magic on the manifestos of all of the uh, major Canadian political parties when we next have an election next year.
2: It's like low-tar cigarettes, baby. It's good for you. It's affordable
0: housing. That's what it is. It's like affordable housing. Uh, Tim McMillan, the president of CAPP, uh, the Canadian Association of Petroleum Producers, said it will be incredibly important for the federal government and the natural gas and oil industry to work collaboratively to ensure we meet our environmental and social outcomes and that Canada could become, check this out, a preferred global supplier of lower emission natural gas and oil. Ding, ding,
2: ding, ding. Let's ding, get ding. that bag. You called let's it. Go. <laughs> yep. That's right. You called it. We are and gonna... That's what we're gonna do when we secede from, you know. Yeah, look, from the union.
1: man. Just because, just because you're being sort of half quarter forced by the federal government to help uh, forestall the apocalypse, doesn't mean you can't be on that grind, you know.
0: Like, that's right. It's the bag secureness industry of them all. And that's, that's why right. they need to have their little short straws and uh, their little tiny spoons and then their um, metal credit cards because the they mirror. love to secure the bag.
2: <laughs> yes. Riley, I know what I'm getting you for Christmas, man.
0: <laughs> little short straws. <laughs> that's right. Anyway, um, I, I, uh, Dan, I see you're, you you need to rock. Right, I see. I, gotta a, gotta I rock. look at
1: you. I see a man who needs to rock. I gotta. Uh, I have to rock. I gotta be free. Uh, I, gotta, I, I respect. I gotta do rock and roll things like um, go into the next room and um, listen to three different versions of the same baseline and say this one, not that one,
0: this one, but more like the one before. Exactly. This is a rock and roll lifestyle. Is when you pick a baseline and then say, "Can you make it a little more squelchy?" Yes. It's like shopping. Exactly. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Dan's going to go back to his neoliberal uh, baseline accounting. Uh, <laughs> Jess, uh, it has been a delight to talk to you about a depressing subject. Thank you very much for coming on. Yeah, thank yeah, you, Jess. Uh, thanks for making me
2: smile. This is this is a great conversation.
0: Oh, um, And uh, is there anything you want to let our listeners know about before I pull the plug on this particular recording?
2: <laughs> yeah, I'm not like your average podcaster with things to plug. I guess you can follow me on Twitter. Uh, at
0: Green Prof Green, enroll in uh, university. Yes.
2: Yeah. Uh, mm. uh, uh, Jess yeah.
0: Jess Green will actually be taking up a visiting professors, professorship at the University of Texas at Austin. Uh, oh she, yeah. She will be uh, she'll be delivering delivering a course on uh, cleaner oil. Uh, That's and, right. Yeah. Exactly. We
2: wash the oil. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> We're washing it. All right, all right. I got to go to bed because it's (laughs) after midnight. Dan has to rock around the clock, and Jess, I'm sure you also have things to do. So I do. Thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, And don't forget, we have a Patreon, seven bucks a month uh, for a second episode every week. Uh, This will be no different. So uh, we will see you uh, on the bonus episode. Bye, bye, everybody oh wait no sorry it will be different Dan is very busy recording his album and I'm uh, moving so we will be having a short week at one week coming up where we're just going to unlock a bonus episode instead of releasing a free episode that's Uh, right so do look out for that and sorry about that in advance okay bye for real now okay bye bye